I'm really debating right now if I want to go grab that container of dried mangoes right now and eat them because I really want something sweet right now. Even though I already had a Dairy Queen Blizzard, I still want those mangoes. I knew I should have bought more ice cream at the 7-Eleven before I got back to the Airbnb, but I didn't do it. Dang it, that was not the best move. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 15 of Rookie Mistakes. I said on last week's episode that it was episode 15, when in fact it was episode 14. So oopsie poopsie on that one. This is indeed episode 15. I got back from the mall about an hour ago. I had to get a new SIM card because mine ran out. Traveling for me without data is like living in the wild, wild west because you just don't ever know what you're going to get. It's very nice having Google Maps at your disposal to get around wherever you need to go. And so not having that is not the best thing, especially if you end up getting lost. And of course, in my four days of not having data, I had a huge problem last Friday. I'm sure I'm going to get into that a little bit later in the episode. But yes, got a SIM card and then I walked around the mall a little bit. I'm at a new Airbnb. It's almost been a week here. And one of the things I don't like about it is that there aren't really any restaurants around that I could eat from other than this one Italian restaurant that I've been eating at a lot. I think I've eaten there four times in the last week, which is insane. I've just been getting food delivery from there. But yes, I discovered there's a mall close by, 15 minute walk, and they have all the different restaurants. So of course I ended up having pizza again today at one of the pizza places they had in the mall. So that's five days now out of the last, five days out of the last seven that I've had pizza. Wow, that's crazy. Still not sick of it. So you can't ever go wrong with pizza. That's what I like. And it's really hard to screw up pizza. One of the things that I always struggle with, especially here in Bangkok, and then also I kind of struggle with this in Seoul, because I only eat once a day, I really just don't want to pick a bad restaurant where I don't know what I'm getting. So it's always a safe bet to go with pizza. So I had that and then I went to look around at different stores. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I think it's always funny when I'm in a store and I see something that I like and I just make a note of it. And then as I'm walking around more, I notice an old guy looking at the thing that I took a note of that I liked. And then for me, it's just like, oh, well, maybe this isn't something I should be wearing then because if this guy likes it, then it must not be very cool. And that's always something I, I just, I think of. And this guy today, he looked like a slob he had on that just plain t-shirt he had a nice little beer belly going had on those classic dad jeans with the traditional wash just a nice navy blue and then he had on some god-awful athletic shoes that you should never wear with jeans and I just thought damn it I can't get that thing now so <laughs> I think that's funny it's always funny when that happens I don't know if I'd feel that way though about a a more expensive brand think of a Tom Ford or a a Gucci, not that I could ever afford wearing any of that. I don't think I'd even really spend the money on any of that stuff, but I don't think I really get that feeling when I see an older person looking at something that I like from one of those brands, which I really don't understand why. 
Very curious. I wonder if girls also, or women, if they if they have that, like, oh my God, that girl's gonna wear that. Like, I can't like it now. Or no, that's definitely a thing though with women. It's like, well, she wore it, so I can't type of thing. And I think to a degree that happens with men as well. I remember growing up, I just felt weird about getting the same thing a friend had, even though I thought it was cool. So maybe that's just an overall phenomenon that everyone has to deal with, but it's definitely a thing. Or like, oh, I can't wear it ever again. Though that's another one where, especially with celebrities, you wear it once and then it never sees the light of day again. Especially the uh, the really out there outfits. Like Conor McGregor, I remember when he had the press conference for UFC 205 when he won the light heavy, not light heavyweight, when he won the uh, lightweight belt at the press conference in New York, he wore a Gucci mink white jacket with no shirt and then some really nice Santa Claus looking pants. And that's just not an outfit you can ever wear again because it's it's so out there and it's just so distinct that, yeah. So he could never wear that again, basically. And I've never seen that thing in any of his pictures since then. So yeah, that was, that was fun today. I, thank God I have, thank God I have data again because like yesterday, a great example. I ordered from that Italian restaurant and the food deliverer, it said that he had showed up on the app. So I went downstairs to go meet him. For whatever reason, the elevators weren't working. So I had to go down 16 floors to the bottom. It took me eight minutes and I was worried that he might've left at this point. So I get down there, I have no data. So there's no way for me to contact him or anything like that. Go outside, the guy isn't there, even though the app had said he had showed up. So then I decided, hey, I'm just gonna wait. Maybe the app was wrong. Maybe he still has to show up. Waited 30 minutes and still the guy had not showed up. And I had a little dilemma, little, little dilemma. Do I go back upstairs to get back the Wi-Fi and see if maybe he messaged me or in, on the app or see where he's at on the app? Potentially missing him for real this time. Maybe I go back upstairs and he shows up and then I'm not there, right? So then I'd have to go back downstairs and I didn't want to have to go up and then down again. So I just said, screw it, I'm gonna wait longer. Started messing with the Wi-Fi um, connections and I was able to find free Wi-Fi after I registered. So was able to see that the guy indeed had not showed up yet. Had to deal with four different four different customer service people on the app. And then the guy finally showed up after an hour of me waiting outside in the rain. So that was just one of those examples of, hey, it would be nice to have data, you know? What else can I talk about? What else in the week? So I had to go to the mall again, different mall on, on last Friday, because in my second Muay Thai class that I took on Wednesday, this last Wednesday, I ripped up my feet even more, another blister, this one a lot worse than the prior one. This time I ripped off probably a quarter of the skin on my big toe, my right big toe, which wasn't fun. Definitely the worst blister I've had so far. That's finally healed today being Monday. That's looking pretty good actually. So probably gonna go back and do it all over again for my third Muay Thai class either tomorrow or the next day, but I wanted to go on Friday to get um, things for the blister, some band-aids, and I wanted to look for medical tape that I could use during the class to probably prevent blisters from happening. So I went to this mall called M. Courtier. It's one of the tourist destinations definitely in Bangkok. It's a very 
very glamorous, expensive mall. They have all the very high-end brands. And the mall is divided up into three separate buildings. They all are buildings with shopping and food, but one of the buildings is predominantly food. It's really cool, actually. It's like a food court, but it's more of a high-end design where the building, like when you're walking up, it's a spiral all the way up to the top. So as you're walking along going higher and higher, there's all these rows of restaurants, these actual nice restaurants. It's a lot of Korean barbecue and a lot of Japanese restaurants, but then they have some, they have like a steak place and then the Thai restaurants and there's a few Mexican places as well. And then they have your, you know, your coffee shops and your little uh, cafe type places. So it's really cool. And then they have a balcony that you can go out onto and there's a view and everything. And they have kind of a garden thing going on. It's a really, really nice mall. It's probably actually one of the nicest malls I've ever been to. I really enjoyed it. It's always nice going to a mall because you can get a little taste of home with all the U.S. brands, just seeing the things you're used to seeing. I went to where I got the band-aids and stuff was at Boots, so that was nice because I'm used to Boots for anyone that knows what that store is. And then after that, I went to a bookstore and I spent a nice hour and a half in there just looking around and I ended up buying two books. So it was a great day on Friday, but of course... The day couldn't end on a high note, right? It had to go downhill from there, and it did, of course. Friday. All right, this last Friday. So I ended up leaving the mall at 8 p.m., and I had no data still, right? But because there was Wi-Fi in the mall, I was able to get my destination, basically plan a route home with what bus I needed to take and all that stuff. So I was ready to go. I went to the bus stop, waited for the bus, and for whatever reason, the bus did not show up. I ended up waiting an hour, and then I thought, screw it, there's no point in waiting. It's probably not gonna come. And then there happened to be another route that was up on my Google Maps. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna try this one. So I walked for 45 minutes, could not get a bus as well, the same bus, like the the bus number I was waiting for, didn't show up at that other bus stop either. So then I was gonna take an entirely different route. I ended up walking past it for, I wanna say 20 minutes without it showing up on my Google Maps, like it didn't update. Then I had to walk backwards to get to the bus stop, waited at that next bus stop. And at this bus stop, there was a ton of traffic. There was a ton of traffic everywhere that night, but for this specific street, it was, traffic where no car was moving at all it was terrible one of the buses i remember the one i wasn't one of the ones i wasn't waiting for i'm not even kidding it was stuck at the bus stop for 15 minutes because cars just weren't moving so i had a little dilemma on my hands at this point it's 10 30 at night probably almost 11. i'm thinking well if i take a taxi i don't know how it's going to work with all this traffic so maybe i'm going to have to pay extra money i don't i probably should look up how taxi meters work but I thought, okay, I don't wanna get screwed that way. I couldn't use any type of app to call a ride because I had no internet. And then the bus I wanted was not showing up for whatever reason. So I decided I'm gonna start walking because there's no point in taking a taxi or anything anyways. 
since this traffic is so bad, I could probably walk faster than the cars are going. And I ended up going a lot faster walking than the cars were going. So I think from where I started, it was going to take two and a half hours <laughs> walking to get back to my Airbnb. As I was walking, I saw where the whole issue was with the traffic. I've never seen this before. It was pretty insane. An entire section of the street, one side of the street was completely gone to where you could see down into the sewers. And then on the other side of the street, they were alternating between cars going one way and cars going the other way. So that's why it was taking so long for people to be able to drive. So I just said, screw it. I'm gonna walk the whole way. And I did that in the rain. At some points it rained, at some points it didn't. I saw seven rats on the, sh on the sidewalk scurrying around. That was interesting experience. And then saw cockroaches everywhere. One of the rats actually ran into one of the restaurants on one of the streets. It was one of those open restaurants. It, like there it was an actual um, like door or anything like that or wall. It was just an open aired restaurant. So yeah, the rat just ran in there. And that's just another reason why you shouldn't really eat, I think, at food stands or any places like that, because you never know what's going on with the whole rat situation. There's always trash on the sidewalks at night. So that just totally attracts the rats. I'm sure it happens in other places as well, but I've never had to walk at, you know, 12 at 12, one in, or one in the morning to, to see these things take place. So that was something that I honestly didn't even really think that much of kind of is gross, obviously, but I didn't, I don't know. I feel like I'm used to it. It's amazing when you're traveling or just anything in general, it's really amazing what you can get used to when you put yourself in a certain situation. I think a lot about being comfortable when you're in uncomfortable situations, it just becomes comfortable for you becomes the norm. Obviously you might not enjoy it, the situation you're in, but it's not something that really bothers you as much. Like I, I would imagine if you told me, Connor, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be walking around in Thailand. It's going to be raining and hot at night. There's going to be trash everywhere. There's going to be rats on the streets and cockroaches everywhere. And you're going to have to walk like two and a half hours home. If you told me that before I started traveling, I probably would have been discouraged by wanting to travel, but then because I'm in the situation, you just get used to it, right? And then like, as you be go back into more comfortable situations, then it becomes a bigger deal again. Like if you're used to staying in luxury, right? If you're used to five-star hotels and then you go back to these disgusting motels and things like that, you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot harder time dealing with that than if you're just always in those disgusting motels. So yes, took me, I think I got home at 1.30, 1.30 in the morning back to the Airbnb and that kind of just put a damper on the overall day. I would say that's been a lot of my experience the last week and a half to two weeks. A lot of inconvenience. If someone asked me, how would you describe uh, Bangkok in one word, Connor? I would definitely say inconvenient. There's just so much inconvenience unless you're in an area where you're not really going to be moving around much. If you're in one of the more tourist areas, you might be around everything you need. You'll have your good restaurants. You'll be near everything that you'd possibly want to see. So it's a lot easier. You're also near the metro and things like that. But where I'm at right now, there's no metro near me, so I have to re rely solely on buses 
or walking and it's too far to walk anywhere really unless I'm staying in the area. And then also for whatever reason, there's tons and tons of traffic right outside the condo on this street because there's so much traffic or so much construction that literally, I'm not even kidding, 24 hours a day, it's just stop and go traffic right there. So at this point, it's just really hard for me to do anything without having to deal with like, for example, a four hour ride there and back, just getting to where I want to go back to my Airbnb. Like it's, that's taking four hours, four hours out of my day, which is, which is a little bit crazy. So it's just been hard and I haven't really been doing much. I just stay in the Airbnbs most of the days other than going to the mall and then going to the Muay Thai. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, looking forward to Tokyo to say the least. But what I did want to talk about is books because like I said, I went to a bookstore and for me, I would say that bookstores are probably my favorite place to go because I just love the vibe in them. It's so calm and I get such a nice feeling in bookstores. I could easily spend four hours just wandering around in a bookstore, looking at books, figuring out what I wanna buy. For me, growing up, reading was a huge part of my life. I would say it was one of the things that I loved most and it wasn't reading nonfiction or anything like that or your classic novels. It was a lot of fantasy books that I read. I really loved the idea of magic and knights, like kingdoms, all that, all that kind of stuff. That was the kind of stuff that really interested me. And I had a very important realization two nights ago because I started reading one of the books I got. It was another fantasy. What is that noise? Holy crap. Is that an elephant somewhere? Um, sorry about that. But yeah, I started reading this new book two nights ago and I'm already halfway through it. So that's kind of annoying because I'm going to have to get the second book now in probably a few days. And I don't want to have to carry that around in my bags. But I got this book from this author who ended up finishing one of the series that is one of my favorite book series of all time, The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. He wrote this series over a long period of time, very much like a George R.R. R. Martin for Game of Thrones, for all you Game of Thrones people out there. Very much like that to where he didn't finish the series, but he ended up dying. And so this this author, Brandon Sanderson, was chosen to finish the series for him using all of his notes that he had and then ended up finishing it and he also has his other series that he's written himself so having finished most of the wheel of time series i haven't finished the books that brandon sanderson has written i was actually reading rereading the series before I left to start traveling, so I still need to finish that, but I decided to start reading this series by Brandon Sanderson, and it really started making me think about how big of an impact reading has had on me throughout my life. I definitely feel like that's the best thing that could have ever happened to me, was that I was very, very passionate about reading, and that was something I really enjoyed. I remember in school even, if anyone remembers the series of unfortunate events, that book series or like the Spiderwick Chronicles, I remember reading those books in middle school and how other people would be reading the books too and we'd be able to talk about them and it would be so cool to talk about the ideas and just talk about your opinions on what was happening in the books and then it was almost like a competition to where we try and 
read the books faster than the other person and we'd see who could get through the series faster and that was something I really enjoyed doing and it was cool to see like you'd be finished with the series right and then someone else would be starting that series and you could talk to them about it and you just know kind of where the books are going to lead them and like where they're headed right I just thought it was the coolest thing ever and I think books really influenced me in the sense that it made me a dreamer I think at the end of the day like a lot of my a lot of the words I use, right? It's all about dreaming. Like in this podcast, even I've mentioned, like if you have a dream, right? It's always, I say dream, I don't really say goals. And I think a lot of that is the influence from books because of, I just think overall books, you think creativity, you like with what I've read, the magic and the the fantasy of it all, right? I, I think that has really influenced me. And so one of the things I noticed when I was, when I was reading this book two nights ago, I noticed how it's, started to have such an effect on me as I was reading it, as I was getting sucked back in. And it was a very familiar feeling to me because that's what I always felt growing up. Books for me were an escape from life, like when things weren't going well in my life or I wasn't happy. Books for me were an escape and it it was something that really entertained me and kept me, I think, optimistic overall because I would read about these characters in these books and I thought they were so cool. And it would just make me so happy getting further and further into these books and kind of just seeing what the characters were going through and wanting something to happen and then it it happening and you get excited about that. I think I think a good example is um I know for for example romance romance movies right with with women it's like oh you want that you want that guy to end up with the girl and it's like they finally kiss and your heart melts right I had like my version of that was like in books where one character you'd want that character to get like with the girl and there'd be like this flirtation throughout the book and then they'd finally like be together and it was just like such a like yes like that happened I don't know just all that kind of stuff would happen right and I think to another degree as well movies and tv shows also did the same thing for me as books did it was just always an escape for me I think anyone can relate to that with with whatever it is that you do that gets your mind off of whatever's happening in your life baseball did that for me working out does it for me to a lesser degree but I think books tv and movies have always been the thing that has always like been the biggest escape for me and that's why I think they've always been so important to me and that's why I eventually do want to start being involved in movies and tv shows and writing if I can because of how much of a positive impact it has on me I don't know if I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but I think with traveling, I had all these expectations before I started to where I thought it would be life-changing for me based on my observations on what it did for other people, whether that was me looking at their Instagrams or reading their captions or seeing people on YouTube and just them talking about it, right? I felt like the way they felt about traveling and how they talked about how it was such an amazing, life-changing, one-of-a-kind experience, I thought that was going to happen to me and it would give me this amazing feeling that I perceived that those other people were feeling. I mean, don't get me wrong, traveling, I love it and it's been absolutely amazing. It's been a life-changing experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I don't think I view it as 
as a lot of people view traveling where it's this just amazing, like every day is amazing. Every day is so, so happy. So much excitement is happening. I don't view it that way. I think traveling is just like, it's just like life in general. You have your good days, you have your bad days, and then you have your okay days. And most of the days are okay. And then you have your highs and your lows, right? I thought traveling for me, I thought it was just gonna be these high days, right? That's what I thought my life was gonna become. I just have high day after high day after high day. And what I've realized is that that isn't the case for me. Maybe for other people, they're just on a constant high because they're traveling the world and it's just this amazing thing to them. But for me, it's not. It's still a lot of okay days. And then you have your high days and your low days, but your high days are a lot higher than they would be because you're in all these new locations experiencing things you'd never get to experience unless you were traveling. So the days are a lot higher, right? But that feeling that I would get from books, that excitement, that feeling I would get after watching a movie, right? Watching a really cool movie and that high you would get like that, that feeling of like, I'm unstoppable. I can do anything with my life. I can do anything that I want. That feeling for me, I only get that I've realized from, from movies and books, like nothing, there's nothing in the world that makes me feel more on top of the world. (laughs) We'll say than a movie or a TV show or a book. It's for me, it isn't traveling. I, I can't, I haven't had an experience traveling where I've been in a place. I think the only one that I would say is is Rome and Florence. Those are really the only two places I've been where I'm like, holy crap. It's a very similar feeling to the feelings I get from, from movies and books and TV. And so another thing I realized then with that Like when I was in that bookstore the other day, I was literally getting goosebumps just going through the aisle, reading about the different books, reading the plots of all these different books and trying to decide what book I was going to read. Like I was getting goosebumps doing that. And that's not something I get often from any other experience. So then I started thinking then, well, you have such a, I, I think the best word I could use is I feel like I have such a romantic view of of books and movies and tv shows and the things that i really love is like the fantasy and ancient rome and all these things that are essentially fiction and i think growing up i felt like these characters in these books these characters in these movies and tv shows they they were like the people that i looked up to the most and i think i wanted to be them so desperately and i think because I wasn't them, that was something that was very hard for me because part of the reason why I think as well, like where my perfection complex comes from, perfectionist complex, I think it comes from being influenced so heavily by books and movies and TV shows growing up because at the end of the day, one thing I'd never really thought about until two days ago is like, I'm, I'm comparing myself to fictional characters And because they're fictional characters, they're going to be painted in a light to where they seem perfect. I remember thinking like watching the James Bond movies, right? James Bond, how smooth he is and how he always has the right thing to say. If I'm comparing myself to that and then I'm not being that way in my own life, like if I'm not being like James Bond in my own life and then I feel bad about that, right? Like that's just, it's such a trap because 
like I said, it's fictional. So the lines are like the like with the movie script, right? The lines are always going to be perfect. The reaction to those lines, like the woman's reaction to James Bond, it's going to be the reaction that the writer wants. Well, in reality, it could be a completely different reaction if you said it in, in real life, right? So that's something, that's a standard I've always held myself to. I realized when I was growing up, I was so obsessed with being just like these characters, like always having to write the right thing to say or being very intelligent or being charismatic. And I think because of these fictional characters, I just automatically assumed that you either had it or you didn't, right? For me now where the mindset has shifted and why I think I realized this two nights ago was because I think more in terms of the growth mindset now where I might not be good at something or I might have no experience doing something, but by working hard at it and actually practicing and putting in the reps, you can be good at it. Now I don't think of things like, because I don't have it, I can't obtain it. It's not a, it's not a factor of you're either born with it or you're not. So I thought that was a really important thing to realize. And I was falling back to that trap as I was reading the book the other day. Those experiences that I had growing up that shaped me, how I talked about the perfectionist complex, I really think overall what it did is it just made me so concerned with being something rather than concerned with becoming something. And that comes back to, I think, having expectations versus being appreciative. And I think it also goes back to focusing on the destination rather than the journey. One of the books that I read on my travels towards the beginning of them, actually, I had always heard about this book called The Alchemist. A lot of the people that I followed and really liked, whether it was people that had podcasts or just people that were kind of in the self-improvement scene, we'll say. One of the books I always kept hearing about that everyone recommended and said it was a must read was The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. When I left to start traveling, I remember being on the plane, getting ready to take off, going to London, which was my first destination. I remember thinking how over my head I just felt, I thought to myself, what are you doing? This isn't, this isn't the right decision. I was afraid also because then I, I was embarking, I was about to embark on a journey where I would basically have to actually test myself and see if I was capable of doing the things that I wanted. And it was very scary to me. And I wasn't sure if I made the right decision, but when I got to England, I stayed for my first week with family friends of one of my best friends, and they had a bookshelf in their living room. I remember looking at it and seeing that the alchemist was there, and I just thought that must be a sign because I had heard all this praise about this one book, and here it is, just happens to be on their bookshelf. So I asked if I could read it, and then I proceeded to finish the book that night. And it really comforted me because I felt like the whole plot of the book basically summed up everything that I was trying to do with traveling and with all my different pursuits. It really resonated with me. And it's definitely probably one of my favorite books because I feel like I really relate to that character. For anyone that hasn't read it, minor spoiler alerts, so I'll give you a second if you plan on reading it, but 
What it's about is this shepherd from Spain named Santiago, and he starts to have these dreams that essentially tell him that he should go find this hidden treasure at the pyramids of Egypt. He decides to embark on that journey, leave behind his duty as a shepherd, and along the way, he's just met with obstacle after obstacle. He's robbed of all of his money at one point. He falls in love at another point, and then another time, he's having success with this business. Basically, that he started working with this guy as a, I think, a some type of jeweler was, and he's having a lot of success as that, and he makes enough money again to where he could go back home if he chooses to, or he can continue on the journey. And it's about how he finally gets to the pyramids, right? He finally gets to that hidden treasure where he's expecting this, this grand reward after going through all these obstacles and there's no treasure at the pyramids what he comes to realize is that the whole treasure the thing that he has been that he's been searching for this whole time was right back in spain like everything that he had in spain and it was more about the it was about the experiences and the journey of coming to that realization that everything he had ever wanted was back at home the girl that he fell in love with went back to, was there in Spain, and then his life as a shepherd, it was all there all along. And I think that was one of the major reasons why I wanted to start traveling, which I think I mentioned last episode, was that I'm the type of person where I think I question a lot of things. I'm constantly questioning everything. And for me, I need to experience something. Even if I think I already know the answer, I still want to experience it so that I know for sure. So that was just a book that really, I think, gave me peace to tell me that I'm on the right path. So highly recommend that book if you need some motivation in your life or you need some direction. There's a lot that can be learned from that book. And I mean, everything I just said, that's just one of the themes of the book there's so many different themes in the book that are very great life lessons and it is an easy read it's not a long book by any means you can definitely finish it in four or five hours if you so choose before i end the podcast there's one more thing that i would like to talk about i've been thinking a lot lately about what i believe in and what my overall view on the world is and i think i have a lot of ideas but i don't have a very polished view to talk about so i thought it would be important to write down things that i want to live by so i wrote my rules to live by kind of like a code a code of a code of honor we'll say because that makes it in line with this whole theme of the podcast with the fantasy books and all those things, the code of honor. So I came up with 13 things that I want to start doing constantly. And I think the list might get longer. It might get shorter at some point. It's definitely in the rough draft stage. And I by no means embody all of these things, but I think they're important things to keep in mind and constantly continue to work to because they are important components of success. And I think they're just a great way to live your life. So with that, number one, when you do something for someone else, do it without any expectation of something in return. Otherwise, don't do it. Two, do not judge other people because you don't have the full story. If that isn't reason enough, then realize that judging is a waste of mental and emotional energy. 
Three, if you think you can do better, then do it. Don't talk about it. I think that one's really important because think of all the trolls out there. It's very easy to critique someone else, but they're actually doing the thing. You're just sitting there telling them what they should be doing. Well, then if you think you're so great, do it yourself. And I definitely fall into that trap sometimes to where I think I could be doing better, but I'm not taking action. So that rolls into number four, give people props for taking action, even if you don't think they are good at what they are doing. The fact that they are trying means something. Five, don't be a victim or blame other people for where you are at in your life. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you're going to respond. That one's a huge cliche. You hear it all the time, but that is probably the most important thing on this list towards living a life of success and living the kind of life that you want. Six, don't hide from who you are. If you don't like something about yourself, you can change it, but only after you admit it to yourself. That one I had a hard time with growing up, especially in high school. I thought I'd always deny the things that I didn't like about myself. And that was bad because then I could never really improve on those things if I wasn't willing to admit it. And I think now what's changed for me is I understand that I can always improve on my shortcomings and I can get rid of them, but you have to be able to admit them first. And then by admitting them also gives you a lot of power because it's no longer something that is held over you. I think of, think of like in Eight Mile, if you remember that iconic rap scene at the end of the movie where they're doing a rap battle and Eminem basically just makes fun of himself the entire rap and takes away all the ammo that the guy could possibly have against him. There's nothing the guy can say because Eminem just said it all about himself, right? He admitted everything. Seven, give yourself a break. Life is hard enough. That's one I struggle with. I'm very hard on myself, but we'll see if I can get better at it. Eight, practice what you preach. Don't be a hypocrite. That one for me personally is, I think, the most important thing in life. That's one that I'm really obsessed with is trying not to be a hypocrite because I think the world is full of hypocrites everywhere you look. People love to talk about other people when they themselves are doing the exact same thing. So I just think it's important not to say anything really unless you're pretty buttoned up yourself. Like if you talk about someone, you better be pretty darn sure that you're not being hypocritical in what you're saying. Nine, don't cheat yourself. If you don't go all in, then you will never know if it is possible. That goes back to what I was talking about either last podcast episode or the one before that, where how far are you willing to go every day? Are you willing to embarrass yourself? Are you willing to check your ego? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing to walk for five hours in a down a down a street asking every business that you pass if they have jobs available, right, to find a job? Or are you just doing the bare minimum? 10, leave a legacy of positively impacting others. That is truly the only legacy that will last forever. 11, celebrate your successes, even the little ones. That's one I struggle with extremely definitely got to get better at that one 12 be yourself once again easier said than done and then finally 13 live a life you can look back on with no regret that's my biggest fear in all of life is to look back when i'm 80 years old knock on wood that i make it to 80 years old but it's to look back when i'm old and wish that i did things differently so that's definitely a driving force i think with Everything in my life is the fear of regret. It definitely pushes me, I think, to continue to challenge myself. So that's the 13. Like I said, it'll probably change over time. I'm sure I'll have a more elegant way of putting things 
as I think about them more. I wrote those down on my phone in the notes and then I screenshotted it and made it my lock screen background. So now I could always look at it. I actually think that's a really good idea for this exercise or anything in general. If you're looking to kind of get a better sense of what you believe in life or if you want to get to know yourself better, definitely write it down and maybe even make it your lock screen because that's something you can constantly look at. Your phone's always with you, right? And how many times are you bored searching on Instagram or Facebook, just trying to pass the time sitting at the hair salon waiting to get your hair cut or waiting to be seated for a meal or whatever it may be. Maybe you drive a Tesla and you don't have to worry about actually driving because of the self-driving. You can be on your phone and you can just be doing whatever, right? So instead of being on the social media, maybe just look at that lock screen and continue to read the things that you've written down to help you embody them and get a better sense of what you believe. I think putting them in your head, constantly seeing them, that's definitely a good way of starting to embody the things that you want. It's good practice. So that is going to be the end of the episode. Now that I think about it, I definitely am going to do a podcast, a full episode probably on The Alchemist. I think that would be helpful for people just analyzing the themes of the book. So definitely going to do that. Thank you all for listening. Will I still be in Bangkok by the next podcast? Yes, I will be. All right. But it'll be so much closer to Tokyo. We're almost there at the home stretch. My Lord, the last destination of my travels. Wow. Crazy to think about. All right. Thanks for listening. If you guys liked the episode, please subscribe or leave a review. I would absolutely be very grateful if you could do that. Con J Hancock is my Instagram if you want to follow me. Haven't been posting again. Really struggling with that. Need to get back in the groove. It's funny because I have pictures to actually post. But for whatever reason, I'm just not willing to go on that Instagram, man. I'm in quite the rut, as I said last week. Gotta get, gotta get out of here. Gotta get a change of scenery to the next location. Email is conjahancock at gmail.com if you have any questions. See you guys next week.